about the best of life in Harrogate. This is the Your Harrogate Podcast. Have you got something good planned for the weekend then? Hello, my name is Pete Edgerton and welcome to the Your Harrogate Podcast, another episode which perhaps you're listening to via your favourite podcast location or maybe our website, yourharrogate.co.uk. As I like to do at the end of the week, we focus on sport, predominantly football, although something a little bit different today. Very soon, you are going to be hearing from the head of PE at St Aidan's School in Harrogate. His name is John Strover and John and all the PE guys and girls and the students celebrating the fact that St Aidan's has been named one of the top sporting schools in the country. How good is that? But back to football, there's lots on this weekend, so depending on where you're listening, on Sunday the 12th of February, Harrogate Town ladies play Hull at home. Good luck to Nairsborough's women, they are flying at the moment, they're off to Leeds Hyde Park seconds, and Leeds United in the Premiership, it's the second time that they've faced Man United in the space of a few days, the game kicks off 2 o'clock at Ellen Road. Before then, far closer to home, Nairsborough's men take on Winterton Rangers, Harrogate Railway are off to Wakefield. AFC and in League Two, Harrogate Town are back at the Environment Stadium, hoping to build on the Carlisle away win last week. That bizarre own goal. This weekend they face Stockport County, and I've been speaking to one of the new faces who signed in January, Levi Sutton. Levi, first of all, I hope you're you're settling in. To Harrogate Town, it all happened very quickly, late at the end of the transfer window. Just explain how it all played out from your point of view. Yeah, it was, it was a manic day, really. It started with me uh, leaving on loan to another club, then being told I'm, I'm not leaving on loan, and then being told I can go leave on a permanent, and then driving somewhere else. And then obviously spoke to Harrogate, and it was something that I wanted to do. I live fairly close as well, so it was perfect for me in, in every situation, really. So, uh, yeah, as soon as they uh, expressed their interest, it was something that I couldn't really say no to, really. How much of a factor the fact that you you live in the area, you know, you live in Weatherby, that Harrogate being on your doorstep, did that play a part of you going, yeah, actually, this makes perfect sense? Uh, yeah, that was a, a part of it. Obviously, I've had a, a newborn kid uh, in the last five months, so uh, I wanted to be around as much for her. But uh, I think the club as well. I'd been there before. I know a lot of the players there. Played them this uh, season as well. And I knew what good players they had there. And I knew the situation that was in. It's a bit of a false position to say how how good of players they've got. So uh, I knew it would be something that I'd enjoy. And like I say, as soon as they expressed their interest, it was something that I was really wanting to be a part of. You alluded there, you, you were briefly with the club back in 2018, obviously when town were non-league then and they've, they've made the quick rise uh, up to the Football League. What do you remember from that brief spell being on loan? Yeah, it was a difficult one because obviously I'd come into the club and I felt like I should be playing just naivety really. I'd come into a team what was winning every week, obviously not playing a lot of football, quite immature, but yeah, I was around a team that was winning every week and it was something I wanted to be a part of. I left was it after three months or so, um, went back to Scunny and then played the rest of the season in uh, League One, so it wasn't uh, all bad. And how important do you think that league experience that you have under your belt is going to be going forward in these final games and, and hoping to help Harrogate climb the table? Yeah, it'll be massive. Um, the more experience in the team, the better really. Only helps in situations like this. It's just a difficult moment to be in, but I'm sure we've got enough quality in the squad to get out of this situation and uh, back up that table. What do you think is going to be the key to making it happen? 
it's togetherness. You've got to stay together. I've been in this situation with teams before. It's just that togetherness and that grit and that fight. You can get out of these situations. And like I say, it's a tight uh, table. A few wins on a, on the bounce, it can turn the season around. I always think it's it's so easy as football fans. We forget sometimes that guys and girls, you know, you who play it, that there's not only the physical aspect of the game, but there's also the mental aspect to it as well. You've got to deal with flack from the crowd when it's not going so well and also being told from clubs, oh, we've got to move you on. How, how do you kind of um, fight that and sort of battle back, as it were? I think you've just got to have your uh, own um, self-confidence. I think um, going to uh, Bradford was uh, massive for me. We was going through difficult moments and like, there's a lot of fans at Bradford so they all have their opinion and you've just got to battle through it and believe in yourself and in the end you'll either sink or swim and I think I've swam at uh, Bradford to be honest and came through them difficult moments and performed well well hopefully that experience of, of playing in front of a big crowd is, is going to help when you come up against Stockport County because I would imagine the county you're going to bring a, a fair few fans to Harrogate and it's always a bit of a, a raucous crowd as well so what are you expecting from that particular game uh, they're a good squad we've played them this season with Bradford I know uh, a few of the lads there from my time at Scunthorpe as well so uh, they're a good team they work hard and I think you've got to match that uh, work ethic before you can even think about getting anything from the game. And it goes without saying, a massive thank you to Levi Sutton for talking to us for the Your Harrogate podcast. Right now, we are back to school chatting to John Strover, who is a head of PE at St. Aidan's. This is the Your Harrogate podcast. John, fantastic to be here at St. Aidan's. Thank you very much for inviting me down and, and spending a bit of time with us for podcast purposes. First of all, just give us a bit of background to yourself, how long you've been here at St. Aidan's and if you were at another school before. Yeah, I mean, my connection to St. Aidan's actually goes back to 1995. So I started it in year seven. Um, so I was actually an ex-student of the school all the way through to 2002. Um, then got my obviously university, went to get my teaching qualifications and my first job was actually over at Horsforth School uh, in North Leeds, which was a fantastic experience and then uh, got the call that there was a job sort of going here in about 2012. Um, so yeah, about 10 years ago started sort of back to my roots, um, started here and I've been here for 10 years now. And how nice is that for you, coming back to where it all started? Yeah, it's great. I mean, obviously, I loved the school when I was here. You know, know the area and have a great affinity with lots of the people here. I mean, it was quite weird coming back as a member of staff and, you know, still having teachers who taught me here. And, you know, now I'm sort of head of department here and some of the people in my department were, were teaching me my A-level PE. So, you know, it's great. Make them feel old. Yeah, try to, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On a daily basis, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, so it's... Well, I'm assuming sport is has always been a passion of yours. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I was inspired by my PE teachers here. Like I say, some of the, you know, Dave Holds with the Lima Jerison and, you know, Gordon Meadows, those sort of teachers who were still here now. Well, Lee and Dave still here now. But yeah, inspired to play sport at secondary school, you know, played a lot of football um, in and out of school, played a lot of cricket um, in and out of school, did a lot of athletics and cross country, um, played cricket until I was... 35-ish. Um, now I've got the golf bug now, so getting the older sports and playing a lot of golf at the moment. 
Very good. And just tell us, because it's such a great achievement, really. One of the top sporting schools in the country out of 200, was it? Yeah, I mean, it's out of all of the schools in the country. So I don't know how many, I couldn't put a number on how many actual schools there is. The list has been around for a, for a long time. It's by a magazine called School Sports Magazine. They used to actually have two separate lists, so like 100 for independent schools and then the top 100 for state schools. And in the last few years, they've combined it to the top 200 schools, so including all of the independent schools as well. So, you know, we came 33rd for 2022, um, which was, you know, an amazing experience. And I think something, probably around 10th spot in terms of state schools. Um, you know, there was probably 20-ish independent schools above us. That's really, really good. And how does it work with regards to the voting? And, and when did you find out? Well, I found out when they published it in the magazine. Um, but it's it's not it's it's done on. They take twenty different sports around twenty different sports, and it's to do with your progression in the those competitions. Um, so you know how far you get in it. So it's things like well, there's lots of different sports involved, but you know all of the major sports that we we would compete in, um, and it's about how far you get in them. So you know you get. I assume they do it on a points basis, but to national finals or to quarterfinals or whatever, how far you're progressing in these competitions. And off the back of that, we also heard about cross-country success as well. Just yeah, tell us a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, Mark Bryant does a fantastic job with the cross-country and the athletics. He's really the driving force behind that. We support him in that. He's, a, he's an amazing... Um, person to have involved in the PE department he's actually head of biology here so the amount of time he gives up for PE as well is fantastic um, but yeah we've always had really successful cross country and, and athletics teams on the back of Mark's hard work um, so they won the King Edwards the something uh, trophy which is a really prestigious uh, relay race where they sort of um, do a, it's a cross country relay effectively uh, and to win that ahead of some fantastic schools We've got the trophy in my office you know and it's Millfield and all of those different schools and, and then we get to add our name to that so yeah fantastic that was the senior girls team so yeah uh, when I when I saw the story, I thought, oh, wow, that's fantastic. And then I had an awful flashback to when we used to do cross-country at school. And and the course, it wasn't around here, but the course, I don't know what yours was like, but there was always a straight that just seemed to go on forever. Yeah, usually into the wind and yeah, the rain it. and all that yeah. sort of thing. But, yeah, I mean, we love cross... I mean, cross-country is, you know, really a fantastic thing that we do you know we don't do loads of it in PE lessons but the extracurricular part of it we you know we enter a lot of the competitions and we've got a great heritage of it now and so that inspires the younger generation so when you've got students coming in year seven and they see what the older girls and the older boys are doing they want to be part of that and so then all of a sudden you know you're developing these cross-country teams and other teams as well right from year seven and they just want to keep going and pushing themselves and working really hard. And today, when when we're recording this for the podcast, uh, just tell us about the the hockey that's going on. Yeah, the, we've got our under fourteen hockey team, the girls hockey team in the national finals down in Nottingham. Um, I think we're the only state school down there, so um, you know it's an amazing achievement. Helen Goach has come in off the back of the hard work that Claire Woodbridge, who retired in. Uh, the summer after 30 odd years of, of service at the school you know and then and, and Helen's come in and, and sort of taken on that hockey uh, role within the school and she's you know they've done fantastically well to get to that point all about the best of life in Harrogate this is the Your Harrogate podcast and how much would you say it's changed with regards to PE from when you did it at school as a pupil to, to now and you're, you're teaching it 
Yeah, I mean, PE is a subject that's changed dramatically. You know, I mean, I remember sort of turning up and, you know, it'd be like shirts and skins and, you know, sort of that sort of thing, a bit old school, sort of traditional games. You know, now PE across the whole country is changing. It's a much more inclusive subject. You know, we we here, particularly at St Aidan's, are not really focused on in PE lessons on, on performance-based outcomes. You know, we're looking at personal qualities and can we develop students' determination, their skills to work with each other, their organisation, their enterprise skills. Uh, and we have a curriculum that's based around developing those personal qualities, knowing that if you display those in your PE lesson, the performance outcomes and the improvement in the different activities will come as a result of those. It's, it is quite apt, I think, that we're doing, you know, sat here recording this because this week, Children's Mental Health Week, and we're reminded time and time again, I don't practice it enough. Exercise-wise, so good, isn't it? Yeah, massively. Obviously, the, the physical benefits have sort of always been quite well known, but the mental health benefits have, you know, obviously lots of people have known about them, but really coming to the fore at the moment with people looking after their mental health, it's so important that young people and everybody, you know, are getting out and doing their exercise regularly, you know, 30 minutes, five or six times a week, you know, and, and PE, RPE lessons and extracurricular activities, you know, it is focused on getting people going and doing, you know, there's no sort of theory linked into it, but it's about getting that exercise and getting those benefits. Um, we've been really pleased that, you know, yes, we've done well with these sports in terms of maybe our more experienced athletes and students sort of playing in these teams but at the same time we have a very inclusive um, mantra with our extracurricular activities so nobody is excluded if you want to come to year seven football practice it is for all um, and so you know we're regularly getting 50 60 students turning up to practices you know the netball teams this week we've not you know it's a b c d and e teams getting matches so it's not just one elite group of students that are getting opportunities we're trying to give opportunities for everybody to you know experience coming down like you say the mental health benefits of, of doing sport but also then you know that sort of pride in representing your school and um, getting all the benefits of, of performing in a sports team and just a quick word about the facilities as well because I came down here for, again for, for the Your Harrogate podcast and we were chatting to the guys and girls from Panel Ash when they were training it's awesome, isn't it? Yeah, obviously the new 3G surface has been a, a huge difference to lessons in school and obviously the extracurricular. You know, we'd be at a time of year now where our football practices after school would be, you know, getting hammered. You know, we can't get, we couldn't get on the grass pitches. They were just a bog basically after October. Um, so we would be trying our best getting on hard surfaces and, you know, no floodlights as well. So now to have a facility which we are using in every lesson, every day, all the way up till, till five, six o'clock at night um, and then obviously being able to invite the community down to be able to use that and offer opportunities outside of the school it's fantastic so what next John what's the next target or the other next sport to focus on well I mean there's we all I mean this year last this year you know we've started a new swimming team on the back of you know some uh, students saying they really like to do that you know so we're always listening to our students and you know if we can offer the resources and the support to do a new activity to it, to enter a new uh, comp competition, we'll try our best to do that. Um, but it's just keeping going. You know, it's just making sure that we don't, you know, we just keep that foot on the accelerator um, keep offering these opportunities for the students. We're really, really fortunate the school support the, what we're trying to do. 
Um, you know, obviously our school ethos is life in all its fullness and the extracurricular programme, sport, music, drama, everything that we do in school all, you know, contributes to that. Um, you know, there are schools, not so much in Harrogate, but, you know, around the country where extracurricular sport it just isn't supported you know you wouldn't be able to go and take a, a, a hockey team down to a national final because they don't want the staff sort of out of school and um, the students missing the school you know but we feel that that's going to be a massively you know developmental opportunity for those students and to, to become not just better hockey players or whichever sport it is but to become well-rounded individuals who when they leave school are able then to go and you know function really really well in society you have a 